Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to DraftKings Network. All right, we talked about it a little earlier in this show, but golf's most compelling duel returns tomorrow morning, extremely early tomorrow morning on the East Coast, 1.35 Eastern time. So good for Gojo out there out west. He could stay up a little later and enjoy himself. The two teams on both sides, the Americans and the Europeans, absolutely stacked. Both teams also bringing four rookies to the table. And rookies, by the way, have played a pivotal role for the U.S. within the last 15 years. Listen to this, Gojo, boasting a 54-33-20 and 20 record since 2008. And we just so happen to be joined now by a man who was a rookie for the Americans in 2012. Take it away, Gojo. Yeah, it feels like a long time ago, I'm sure, mm. right now, 2012. Keegan Bradley, kind enough to join us now here on the show. And, and Keegan, take us back to that moment for these guys that are going to go out there and, and lace it up for this team for the first time. What were the emotions like for you? I think why rookies do so well in the Ryder Cup is they don't really know what to expect. Like You can hear from the veterans and they can tell you, but until you get onto that first tee and you feel like you're going to die – then you don't really know. So it, going into it, your second one, you're you're kind of bracing for it. So I think rookies can do well, especially when you're paired up with a veteran. I get to play with Phil for all of my matches, and that always was a huge help. It's great to be young and dumb sometimes, right? Where That's right. <laughs> you, don't That's right. Really, you don't really know the magnitude of the moment. And Keegan, as as we get into this, certainly part of the story is is you not being selected for the team and, and right there on the cusp, and a lot of people thought you would be. So just just – if you can just take us through that before we get in and break this down of just, I mean, it's a, it's a selection process for people that may not know. And I don't know if anybody really would know that at this point and just how that process went and, and just how bummed you were. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there was a point in my career where I thought I was going to play in every Ryder cup every year. And then it got to the point where I, I sort of had resigned myself to, I'm not going to ever plan one of these again. And I sort I became okay with it. And then all of a sudden I'm back in a spot where I thought I was going to make the team and I was so excited and you know, it, it's, it was just a stressful end of the season waiting for that to figure out if I was going to be on the team. And I got the call that I wasn't and I've gotten a few of those calls. I've gotten a call that I was on the team. It's brutal, but um, you know, it's just motivation. I got to work harder, get better and get on the next one. Why does it matter to you and so many guys to be a part of this? Why is this so special to players? It's, it's almost impossible to to express what it feels like to be out there. It's so different than anything we play in. And there's is for the first – we all, as golfers, we all crave that locker room team atmosphere, mm. and we just don't get it. And we, we're all super jealous of the guys that play sports where they can be together and 
we have friends and we root for them, but it's not, we're playing against each other every week. This is, if I'm watching, you know, Scotty Scheffler and I'm on the Ryder Cup team, he's my teammate. I'm really, I'm in my bones pulling for him. And it's just a, it's just a fun week. And then you get these moments in the team room that we don't get as individual players. And it's just, it's really, really, really special. It's, let me tell you, as a fan, it's so, I love watching golf, but then to watch the Ryder Cup and because it's a team event and because of who you guys are representing, it is so cool. But take us even further into that of how it, because you play an individual sport. Now it's a team sport of how you work together with your teammate on the course. Yeah. So you, before the, once you're on the team and you kind of figure out who you're playing with, you've got to figure out for alternate shot, which if you're going to be odds or evens. And back in the day when Phil and I played, we had this figured out maybe months in advance. We'd, we'd be already talking about it. And then you've got to figure out the golf ball dynamic of who's, what's your partner golf ball, what he's playing. Can I even hit that ball? Is it a super spinny ball? Is it firm? So there's a lot of technical stuff that goes into this, but then you get once you get today's the day where the they're going to do the opening ceremonies and this and the the matches are are told and who you're playing. This is when it gets real. This is when the laughing on the practice rounds, all that stuff stops. This is like this is this is gut check time. So this is when it gets real. And um, but you're in it with somebody. You're in it with a team, and you never get that. When I go out and play, I'm in the final group of a tournament. I don't have anyone to pass the ball to, and it's nerve wracking. And then all of a sudden, you you get to share this sort of fear and stress with somebody and it's it's just great you mentioned that camaraderie the camaraderie in the team room do you have a favorite memory from hanging out with the guys in any of these Ryder cup trips yeah i remember this is medina uh i was i had only been on the tour for a year and a little bit and i got invited this is before the matches this was at the tour championship and i got invited to a team dinner and all of a sudden, I'm sitting at this table with Tiger, Phil, Jim Furyk, big, big boys. And I'm 25 years old. I was playing the Hooters tour two years earlier. And I'm looking around at this table like, holy cow, bro. This is, this is really, really serious. And I'm looking at legends and my heroes that I grew up with. And they're talking to me as a teammate. And it's, it, was, it was stunning. I, I'm even getting chills thinking about being in this private room, looking around at this table and being a part of it. And, you know, these are these are things as even in your dreams as a kid, you don't really think about these moments of being in a room with these guys, no cameras, no nothing. Everyone's just hanging out. And it was really, really amazing. That had to be an incredible moment. Wow. That, that's very, very cool. More nervous. Your first major you played in first tee shot or your first tee shot as a rookie on the Ryder Cup. So the way it's Ryder Cup. And it's, it's so much worse. Like I can't even, I, I say, this is what I explain to people at majors. I'm nervous. Like I'm nervous, like a sporting event in Ryder cups. I'm nervous. Like there's somebody chasing me with a knife. Like I'm scared. That, that's the difference. <laughs> that, 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 there, there's a different type of nerves. It's not a, I'm nervous to let's get going nerves. It's like, Oh my God, this is, I don't know what's going to, can I, can I, I, if I feel like this, can I tee the ball up? Like this, this is the sort of feeling that you have, but and then you go and you, when you play well, you think, oh, there's nothing, there's nothing more than this. Like I can handle, if I can handle this, I can handle anything. So short of someone chasing them with a knife as maybe an excuse for why the U.S. hasn't won on European soil in 30 years, what do you attribute that to? Why has it been so difficult for the U.S. to win abroad? I honestly, I can't, I have no idea. 
other than it's way hard. It's you know, we're on a road. It's a road game. But yeah. I mean, teams win road games all the time. I it's one of the most baffling stats that I know of in sports. I don't know the answer to it. it doesn't make any sense because it seems like over the years, especially. I mean, the teams were so good. I I can't explain it. I, I don't know. When people told me that originally, I thought, you don't, that's got to be wrong. It's, it can't be right, but maybe this is the year. It, it's interesting. There's There's been another, obviously, thing put into golf with, with Liv. As a matter of fact, on the European side, Henrik Stenson was the original captain and breached mm-hmm. his contract by going with Liv. So Luke Donald is the guy now. And we know there are Liv players playing in this. Is there any, you know, do you feel that anymore? Is Are we past the animosity part toward players that had played with Liv? Or, or where is that? And will that be an obstruction at all in the Ryder Cup? I think that the the tension was sort of amplified by media and, the, and news articles. I never felt any of that. I think there was a very, there's a small group of guys on each side that are, feel very strongly. I One of my best friends is Brendan Steele. He he, he was in my wedding. He went to live other than being bummed out that I don't get to hang out with him in tournaments. There's no hard feelings. I have no hard feelings for anybody that went. Now, the people that went, they had to know the consequences of going in terms of not being a part of a Ryder Cup or whatever. So I I, I never have felt that. But in, in the guys, they don't feel it. Brooks is on the team. There's none of that. They want the best players on their team to win the Ryder Cup. Do you think for some guys who might have been weighing that decision, you mentioned the consequences of their actions, that something like being excluded from this event would mean enough to guys to say no to all of that money and what Liv was trying to offer them? 100%. I, I mean, in my sort of thoughts about it, I for me, when I played the U.S. Open at, at uh, Brookline in, in Boston, I and it was such an, a magical week in the fans, and I thought to myself, I can't miss these these majors. I can't because I knew going to the if you went to the live, you weren't going to get uh, world ranking points. So maybe in the future they will, and they can. But I knew if going there was, I wouldn't be able to do this stuff, and so that was that's got to be part of your decision. Now, how it goes forward, it could all come full circle, and they get world ranking points, Ryder Cup, and that seems to be the direction it's going. Yeah, it does, and it just seems the live guys will have got a whole lot more money. <laughs> yeah, to, and then come back, and hopefully the PGI's, PGA guys can get that made up somehow, some way. Uh, back to the Ryder Cup when. So again, I, I like when you're able to take people down inside to places we will never be. When they're trying to figure out the pairings, the teaming up of who's teaming up with who, what are they looking for for these players to be matched together? So you first. You, you you make a list. They send you a thing. Who do you want to play with? Who do you not want to play with? So when if you if you don't want to play with somebody, they, you're, they're not going to be. Part. There's certain personalities that they may they may really like each other, but it's not a great partnership or team, you know. So and then there's the history part of it. Of you know Jordan and JT have played great together, so they it'd be silly for them not to play. And then you got to look at the golf ball for alternate shot. You go odds evens you tee off separately so if we're partners and you play a titleist and i play a strixon i'm going to hit your ball off the tee so you can use your ball for the second shot you see what i mean so there's there's all so if you if you have a person on your team that plays the same golf ball you're going to play with them an alternate shot because then you don't have to deal with any of that so you get up let's say you miss a green and you got a chip now i'm hitting a chip with a ball i've never chipped with so if I if I'm playing with you and we both play Strixon and, and it's an automatic alternate shot pairing. When I played with Phil, 
this is what made him such an unbelievable partner. He and, and he he could handle it better than I could. We just played my ball the whole time, so it was such a bonus, so such an easy thing for me. It helped me a ton because you got to start hitting that ball weeks beforehand. You got to see okay when the when it's blowing ten miles an hour out of the left, this ball gets hit a little more than my ball, or around the greens this spins a little less. So I got it like so. It's all it's a big adjustment. So I, I have never. That is amazing. That I have yeah. never heard that. I mean. I can hit any ball known to mankind, you know, and I can still slice it. It doesn't matter which ball I hit. Uh, um, it, it Does it become mental for players if they have to hit a different ball? Yeah. So for us, the golf ball is the most important part of our equipment. So we we base our whole, our, our driver, our irons, it's all based on the ball. The ball is the most important piece of equipment. So you have to be prepared. So a lot of guys like Jordan and JT, they both play Titleist. So, that, so that's an easy pairing. And then, you know, the, you can go down the list of guys who play TaylorMade or whatever. But for the most part, you tee off with your partner's ball and alternate shot so they can use it for the second shot because that's where it's most important. But, you know, these guys have all done this a million times, so it, it becomes easier as you get going. So who did you not want to play with then in 2012 and 2014? <laughs> I mean, I can't. I'm come sure, on, I'm come sure on. Well, I wouldn't want to play with somebody that – so I – this is getting really golf technical here, but I I am very spin deficient with my club, so I need a very spinny golf ball. Or, or it, the more spin you have, the more accuracy you, you, you use. So if I play a ball that's really firm, I, I won't be able to play. So if I know – if I know uh, – X player plays a really firm Titleist golf ball. I can't play that ball. So I would be like, I don't know if that's a good pairing, but um, you know, but for me, Phil played my ball for, for two Ryder cups and one president's cup. So I never even had to deal with this. So which was, which was great. Did you have Tiger Woods on your list of guys you would play with? You're like, yeah, I would play with (laughs) that guy. (laughs) Yes, certainly would have. Put Tiger down as the first three spots. (laughs) I just want to make it abundantly clear guys. I'm ready to go if he needs me. Do you you think in, in pairing or with you deciding who you'd like to play with or not play with, it's more from the technical side than from the personality side? I'd say it's a little bit of both. Personality is definitely going to be. I, I think on the U.S. side, they they personality is definitely a, a thing that they look at more. Um, they, they've also over the last couple of years really gone deep into this analytics stuff, and so you can figure out on alternate shot. Okay, the guy who tees off on the odd holes is going to putt six times more for birdie. So you want your better putter to tee off those holes, or. The player, the guy who tees off the evens is going to hit more approaches. So his stats show his approach. He's 10th in approach. So that's a great spot for him. So there's a lot of analytics behind the scenes that goes on. It's incredible. It I, is. I mean, it's it's proliferated every sport, so we shouldn't be surprised, yeah. especially one a, a, as technical as golf as you described it there. Keegan, for this year, are you going to watch, like, were the feelings around this strong enough to where you don't feel like you'd be able to put this on? Or are you still going to be watching the guys? No, I'm gonna watch. I, 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 I even we, my, the family was planning a, a vacation earlier, and we, we both, my wife and I, were like, we got this is a Ryder Cup weekend. We got to, we got to watch. I mean, I'm, I'm pulling for these guys. I'm devastated to be honest that I'm not on the team. I go through waves of sadness, anger, and then sometimes relief. I, don't, I don't know. But you know, when I see the guys all hanging out, like the, 
there's moments that I'm going to miss are the bus rides to the course, like little stuff like this that we don't get in our sport. And, and you know, sitting around at dinner, telling stories. Um, those are the, those are the, because you get those last a career, those last a lifetime. And this generation of players, what my teams, none of these guys were there. So I, it would have been fun for me to be out there with these guys, but I'm going to be watching every second. Hey, listen, you hit, you hit on the biggest thing, like in team sports, when they say what we miss the most, it's the locker room and it's hanging out yeah. with the fellas. So that's, that's exactly it. I would love you to tell this story again about the bag from 2012 that you haven't unpacked. I think this is one of the more amazing stories. Yeah, I mean, I just saw it last night in the garage. Just when I think I'm over the not being on the Ryder Cup, I little little things remind me. And I was in getting something out of the garage, and I saw it with dust all over it. But I, the 2012 Ryder Cup was so devastating. I mean, it was. I think about it. I think about it almost daily, honestly, to, to this day. It was so devastating, and the memories of even the clothes that we wore in the you know, you get all these opening ceremonies, closing ceremonies, jackets, shoes, even socks, head covers. And they brought, they, they were such, it was such a devastating Sunday that I zipped up my, my, my team issued suitcase. And I said, I'm not opening this again until I win a Ryder cup. Cause I, I couldn't handle it. And I played in the, the one in 2014 and we lost, we got smoked. And then, uh, you know, I was really thinking that this was going to be the year. And, you know, so it's still there. And I hope I get another chance to, to win one. I, I to, to be completely honest with you, if I go my career without winning a Ryder Cup, it's going to be it's going to be tough. Even when I'm 70 years old, thinking back, I'll, it'll be a devastating thing. Yeah, that wow. sequel, that was like the sequel to the comeback in 2012, except it was on the European side instead of yeah. the American side. I know 2014, like, wasn't a whole lot prettier there either, Keegan. Like, yet you could make an argument that, especially like Phil's comments in that press conference, set off like this chain of events that really put the U.S. in best position to compete and win a Ryder Cup moving forward in decades because of the blueprint that really changed for long-term success. Would you agree with that, that some of the negative in those years actually has helped moving forward? Well, without question. It needed it, too. Like we needed we needed the players to be a little bit more involved. I mean, way more involved. Um, you know, we needed we needed a little more control with us. I mean, that that Ryder Cup is the opposite of 2012 for me. It has just horrible memories. I just like we we got crushed. Phil and I we they sat us for an entire day. We sat the entire Saturday session. We didn't play. We beat uh, Rory and Sergio the first day. They were ranked one and three in the world, and. Then we played the afternoon match. We lost. That was our first Ryder Cup match we lost together. And then we didn't play all of Saturday, and it was uh, it was devastating because I, you know, that's my last sort of memory. And then that Sunday, I played Jamie Donaldson, and he, I hadn't played in two days. It was bizarre. I teed up at three o'clock, and uh, he beat me to win the point to to win the Ryder Cup. So that's mm. my last. That's oh, my everyone damn. storm in the green. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was tough. Uh, Keegan, wow. we only got about a minute left. We appreciate you being as candid with all this, <laughs> this has been as you have been here. It, it, it's really eye-opening, I think, for a lot of people to hear what's mm -hmm. going on on the inside. A quick pick for you. If you think there's going to be a hero in the U.S. pulls this off, who is it for the U.S. team and why? Justin Thomas. 
I think wow. that he's got so, he's got he's I I love Justin. I I I think that he's a generational talent. I think he's got something in him that other guys don't. He's tough and he's a nasty dude in these Ryder Cups. He's going to be tough. Awesome. It's going to be awesome, man. We're all excited. I know you are excited like you said to watch here. Thanks so much, Keegan. We really appreciate the time this morning, man. Thanks, Keegan. Thank you, boys. Go Patriots. Thanks. There you go. There, there we go. There it I is. Wanted to, we wanted to get into the Patriots with and see if Matt Jones is going to be the guy, you know. Yeah, maybe if he up. stops hitting people in the nuts, they'll be good. Oh, he's, not, he's, not, he's not hitting. I've seen every angle of that video. I don't see it. There we go. Keegan Bradley definitively Matt yes. Jones, right. not a sack yeah. tamper. Uh, we're going oh, back to talk Patriots guys. football. Is what we're yeah, do yeah, exactly. Thanks, Thanks Keegan. Oh, Thanks, Keegan. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow, there we go. You know what? He studied the game tape, and he's decided. <laughs> no, on Mac Jones going out here in Tampa, guys. Awesome. Coming up next, we'll look at some other teams that feel like they've gotten hit in the nuts so far this season. Hey, Dad, what do you do when you're out with friends? The waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up, and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help. Mm, that's a great question. So what, what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shotfidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge, you grab the bull by the horns, you find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision. And just order for the table, a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice-cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy. Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there and you get to that little clubhouse there and they've always got the candy bar options. And I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Mike Golik Jr., Mike Golik Sr., Emerson Lazia. And we're embarrassing. Like, during this last break, we get done. Keegan Bradley joins the show. And as soon as he gets off, we're all like, Man, I think we're in love. Yeah. Like, are we the number one Keegan Bradley stand show now? What the hell just happened, guys? Was, everyone's he, everyone's faces are flush right now. You all got was, that squirrel smile. It's he incredible. was. I mean, listen, I, that's what you hope for when you get an interview, right? Somebody that that isn't afraid to dive in deep on not only their own feelings, you know, but in in how he broke that down. He, he told me things, you know. I we watch golf all the time, yeah. play golf, but I was amazed to hear some of the strategy involved that the about the golf ball now maybe i'm just you know very naive as far as golf is concerned and maybe other people knew that but i didn't and that was amazing but just how he wears his heart in his sleeve that his loss on sunday in two what was it was it 12 or 14 that yeah what was the final point 14 you know that that they, they lost to europe i mean as he said, he's gonna. He thinks about it daily and will for the rest of his life. I mean, that's because it's such an individual sport. 
that every couple of years you get the team aspect. So now your shot just doesn't affect you. Your your shot affects you, your teammates, and in essence, your country that all of a sudden how heavy that's got to weigh on you. I loved him pulling back the curtain there. And I kind of feel bad for him, Gojo, because the dude since 2012 and 2014, again, like we talked about in the break, he was part of two Ryder Cups that were not known for the greatest reasons for the United States. Like this dude has lived in mental anguish and pain for the past decade thinking about it every day. You know what? Honestly, the worst I felt for him too was that bag of issued gear because that stuff's got to be sick. Yeah, it's got to be. That's Dude, the number one. Put that thing. on when eBay lost, right now. Yeah. When we lost the national championship in 2012, that's some of the only issue gear I kept when I left yeah. college was all the stuff that had the BCS championship logo on it. Like I had a bunch of Sun Bowl gear and Champ Sports Bowl. Which shout out to the Sun Bowl. Shout out to the Champ Sports Bowl. I think it's the. I think it's a different name now. Yeah, uh, sure but it is. Either way, like all that stuff is fine. But when you got stuff with the BCS championship logo on it, I mean, at this point, it was fit for me when I was 300 pounds and it was Adidas gear. Like I haven't rocked it in a while, but I kept all of it. And every once in a while, you bust it out when you're feeling froggy. I bet that Ryder Cup gear. I mean, we see what they do for the Olympics and all these events. Yeah. It's fresh as hell. Mm-hmm. And he's got I, I, that just sitting in the garage collecting dust right now. Yeah. That's pain. I would be wearing that stuff all the time. You know, when you get <laughs> special things like that and his is in a bag, hopefully not. And Moss haven't got into it. I mean, the do kid, you think? The kid, Maybe he just keeps it in the bag in the garage, but pulls some of it out to wear it every once in a while and just keeps up with the story. No, because he's miserable. He's miserable. If he's wearing it somewhere, there's going to be a picture of it. And if that picture ever got out, Ah, maybe he just wears it at home. Maybe it's his lounge gear. (laughs) Maybe, hey, yeah. You know, who knows? Maybe his roommate's like, hey, you want to put that shirt on? I really like when you wear that shirt. The Ryder Cup pajamas that he got or something. (laughs) What if they had a full PJ set? I don't know. I feel like that would be some golfing. Yeah. I almost swore. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Either way. Thank you to Keegan Bradley. It was awesome to take a look under the hood and, you know, hear how much these guys enjoy the team setting there because we always talk about the difference between team and individual sports. And that really shone through. And right now, a bunch of teams that got to lean on each other in the NFL are the quartet that are getting ready to all square off this weekend. The Vikings and Panthers and the Broncos and Bears. The battle of the defeateds in the NFL coming up this weekend. Only six teams in the Super Bowl era have made the playoffs after starting 0-3. And the 1992 San Diego Superchargers have made the playoffs (laughs) after starting 0-4. So the cliff gets more massive this weekend. Dad, is the most disrespectful thing so far this NFL season the fact that the Chicago Bears are home dogs (laughs) to a team that just got 70 put on them. I cannot fathom the rage that would build in my gut if I was in that Bears locker room looking up at that. I don't even know what to say. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about that. That Because there were, now, I, I don't think anybody was picking the Bears to win the division, but everybody was thinking the Bears were going in the right direction, finally getting Justin Fields some ammo around him. But Listen, they 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 flat out stink. All these teams do. You know, the Vikings, we would think, have the most potential because they have the best quarterback out of this group and probably the most and most potent offense with the best receiver in Justin Jefferson. But yeah, you just you just had 70 put on you and you're a favorite on the road like the Broncos are. I, that that blows my yeah. mind. I, I don't even know what the hell to expect in, I, in these games. I I I really don't. Now, 
Well, I, I think I expect the Vikings to take advantage of Carolina's defense. As I just said, that that offense can be pretty potent for the Vikings. So I think they can put some points up uh, on Carolina, and we'll see what uh, what happens on the other side. But the Broncos and Bears is what everybody's going to be tuned into. How do you respond after giving up 70 points? And how do you respond to absolutely stinking up the joint like the Chicago Bears are doing? So, I, I mean... It probably says more about Justin Fields, right? And then the current state of the Bears than it does the Broncos, with the Broncos being favored. Yeah, I mean, well, listen. I think if you're going to look at all four of these teams, right, and their station in life, we talked about the Denver Broncos feel the most hopeless because they seem the most locked into their situation. But as far as actual in-building misery, the Bears have had so much upheaval with everything that's gone on with their defensive coordinator, with the comments from Justin Fields. I saw yesterday he had already resorted to the LeBron James, I'm a father, I'm a husband kind of mode of saying, well, listen, I'm still, you know, young. I have a great job. I've got a great life. I'm not six feet deep. Like they seem to be going through it a lot more than a Vikings team that knows they got a different future coming right now and is playing really well on offense. Like, Dad, at the very least, when things are going poorly, there's a lot of guys in that Vikings, at least offensive side of the ball, that can go, all right, well, you know, at least I'm doing numbers right now. I agree. And it's still, to me, the only thing to look look for with the Vikings is, what do you do with Kirk Cousins when you get close to the trade deadline? If your team's not going to be there in the end, are you going to lose him for nothing because you're not going to franchise him next year? So, to me, that's... That's almost the entire Minnesota Vikings storyline. If, we, if we're not going to put them in the playoffs, which I don't think they're going to make, what are you going to do at that position? For the rest of these teams, and for the Panthers, it's easy too. Bryce Young, young quarterback, nicked up now, had missed some time, get him his reps, and they're a young building team. For the Broncos, they're supposed to – they bring in a Super Bowl coach. They have a what everybody thinks is a, a Hall of Fame quarterback who is really off his game right now but not a whole lot around them. What can they build that team to? It To me, it's the Broncos and the Bears of where can you build this team? And you got new ownership in Denver, high-priced coach, high-priced quarterback, uh, but a lot of demoralized players on that team. And then a, a Bears situation that, I mean, they're, they're getting hit in every angle you possibly can, both on the field and off the field. I forgot they got like a hundred grand worth of stuff yeah, stolen from stolen. their facility, too. Like, yeah. that's the one it feels the most. And God, the pun is fully intended. Bad news bears right now in yeah. that organization. Hey, like, it is in disarray. A question. So if so, if the Bears are on this collision course with the number one overall pick, they go Caleb Williams, right? Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. To me, it's yeah. And, move and on. I mean, you know, we'll we'll have our fla favorite flavor of ice cream between Caleb Williams and Drake May. I just went back and spent time watching some Caleb Williams this year. Sweet, merciful. Yeah, Christ. dude. Yeah, dude that can man. move around. I mean, what what it's, he does on the fly is absolutely incredible. But I would, I would, Emerson, I I would tend to agree. I mean, Justin Fields, and you could talk about. Is it the weapons? Is it, you know, Luke Getze? You know, what? But it, like we know pretty much with everything, it's a little bit of everything and not just one thing. But if it's not panning out in year three and it's not looking like it's getting any better, I would imagine they're going to move on from the situation. Okay. Yeah, because so they already went through that flirtation last year with Bryce Young and the will they won't they around the number one right. pick. I'd imagine an organization that's led by a group now in the GM and company that don't have ties to Justin Fields right. aren't going to wait around another year to see if they make that wrong decision. Last 21 seasons here too, 15 times. So about 71% of the time, the number one overall pick was landing by a team that started the season 0-4. So the Bears want to lose this game. 
I would imagine there's some at this point. And again, Dad, you made the point. It's not really all been Justin Fields' fault. No, We've no. talked about the adverse set of nope. circumstances here. We've seen the conversation around their receivers, who he's got available to them. But the easiest path forward in so many people's minds of changing the course of your organization is at that position. And the Bears, once again, could be walking into Emerson's point to the party with the right amount of ammunition to go and get that done. Coming up next... Let's take a look back in college as we finally get a decision made by Michigan State looking ahead at their future in football. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans, we feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Guys, I can't believe it's taken us this long to get to the biggest news of the day. Oh, no, you're not going to. No, no. Run off your, of sports. Your birthday? You mean that it's your birthday? Uh, you know what? And the gift I'm getting is apparently Taylor Swift going for round uh, two this week at front office sports saying that she's supposedly going to be in the stadium for Chiefs at Jets this upcoming weekend. Guys, <laughs> Travis Kelsey has gone out of his way to ensure that she arrives during the two-game stretch where it's going to look like the Chiefs are overwhelmingly the best team in football. I almost feel bad. We're giving the new Swifties that are joining the NFL scene the London treatment and sending them yeah. the Bears and the Jets as the teams they get to watch in the two weeks of their enjoyment of this process. But at least they get to see, oh, wow, the person Taylor is, is interested in. Boy, he's a great player in this game of football that we're watching now that we don't really understand. <laughs> we we saw the pictures of them canoodling a little yeah, bit at that yeah. rooftop party. Oh, after. yeah. Guys, yeah. This that was legit arm, right now. That was the yeah. arm yeah. on the that shoulder. probably dead in a ditch somewhere right now for leaking that, but still. And don't forget look. the $6 sliders at that restaurant. I brought that up to my wife yesterday, and she's like, why are you so obsessed with this? And I said, because a slider, a little mini slider should not be $6. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And I, I, it, it is interesting. I wonder if there was supposedly a, because Mike, your sister, Sydney, and, and her husband, Ben, they were at a, a wedding in Vegas where they were supposedly supposed to not have phones, yeah. to not have any pictures. And that went by the wayside. They ended up being pictures. Yeah. But you didn't see a lot of pictures from that. So I wonder if there was a no phone policy at that get together. Because I don't know if I've seen, I have you seen, I have now, I haven't really looked, to be honest with you, if there were any other pictures, but I would imagine if there was, they'd have been all over the internet. 
Yeah, no, I uh, I have not right. seen anything else. Point. This is about the only leak, and I figured it was going to be that case. Airtight, Travis Kelsey went on New Heights yesterday and said from here on out, he's going to keep this a private matter. He yeah. said she doesn't have her life out there talked about like that on her own. He does the podcast. He does all that but said he was going to be respectful of whatever the situation is between the two. And then this picture pop out, which simultaneously shows them looking a little cozier than some people had seen the body language experts out there that were trying to read through all this. But we get the news apparently back for round two uh, this weekend with the Jets and Chiefs. They better have that uh, Swift cam ready in this game because this game could get ugly in a hurry. Yeah, and also let's keep in mind, Mr. Steele, your girl, Aaron Rodgers, is going to be in the house. Yay or nay? Oh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to be angling for a photo or something (laughs) because – we know he was vibing out at the Taylor Swift concert when it came to New York, but no, no, no. She's a she's a yeah. one man she's a one man woman, and Travis is a one woman man. Let's put it this way: if you're into Travis Kelsey, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers yeah. would also be in your same taste range as far as guys and playing football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, they're they're both guys that are walking into the Hall of Fame. Obviously, I, you know, in, in at their respective positions, Travis Kelsey may even be higher on the list. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, when yeah. you start talking as far as his position, tight ends higher on the list from this position than Aaron Rodgers you is met- going to be at his position. So yeah, yeah, she's not she's not looking away from Travis Kelsey to look at Aaron Rodgers, even though you know it's not like Aaron is chopped liver yeah, here. I mean, I, seriously, exactly. Imagine Aaron and Taylor together, and then Aaron like leaving. She's like, "Hey, honey, like where are you going?" He's like, "I'll be back in three days. I'm gonna go live in this dark room and just like yeah. take mushrooms." Yeah, with some psychedelics, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and Aaron definitely strikes me as a folklore evermore guy, if we're going to read it there, where Travis is full-blown burning red. That dude's having a blast. So uh, we'll wait and see more on that as you're going to get it. If you're one of the people that didn't like this coverage, too bad, because I bet the NFL <laughs> is loving this, yep. and so am I. So back for seven hours of commercial-free Taylor Swift NFL coverage right here on Monday, baby. Uh, that is what we've got going on in the NFL Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, keeping this thing going. Emerson, I want to downshift hard here as we get to the next subject because this is a lot more serious. What we've had going on in college football with Michigan State and Mel Tucker and the situation surrounding his impropriety there now seems to have finally come to the head as Michigan State is set to fire Mel Tucker for cause after the events that unfolded. Yeah, it was uh, this formally completed a process that was initiated last week ago, Joe. Uh, Tucker is under university investigation for a sexual misconduct complaint uh, brought by Brenda Tracy, a sexual assault awareness speaker. So this is a statement here on your screen that Michigan State has put out for his admitted and undisputed behaviors, which have brought public disrespect, contempt, and ridicule upon the university and constitute a material breach of his agreement and moral turpitude. So this is not good, Mike. This is not a good finish. This is not a good ending to the Mel Tucker era there in Michigan State. No, it's not. And and we talked with Nicole Arbach about that moral turpitude clause, basically bringing this scrutiny on the university with actions that they believe are indisputable based off the evidence. Things that Mel Tucker admitted to, albeit he claims consensual that happened between him and Brenda Tracy, ultimately brought this negative scrutiny onto the university in a way that was deemed inappropriate on right. its own, irregardless of whether you believe right. it was consensual or not based on what Mel Tucker said. And Dad, for Michigan State, now they begin the incredibly difficult task 
of trying to find who's going to come and man the helm at this job next that, yes, is inside the Big Ten, has been in a school that's got some prestige prestige historically, but also a school that has dealt with a rash of headlines and incidents like this on its campus in a way that I'd have to imagine are going to make it a daunting task for whoever takes over. They've been in the news for all the wrong reasons, right? Uh, The the, the school, the, the athletic department, for all the wrong reasons. Um, so yeah, where, where do you go? Where do you get somebody? Are you going to be able to get a, a veteran coach or is it going to have to be a new young coach? Or maybe you want to go a new young coach to kind of start fresh here, because that's, that's kind of what we were, we're talking about with these schools. You know, you talk about what, with Northwestern, because remember with Pat Fitzgerald and Northwestern, it wasn't just football, uh, with Michigan state, it wasn't just this situation and not just football it's other things uh in the athletic department as well so you kind of look for that fresh start so i i have a feeling it will be more a younger uh coach maybe a first-time head coach or a younger head coach that's going to take over the helm remember this started in december of 22 this investigation and that's what mel tucker seemed to be hanging on was wait a minute this is a consensual relationship so you know, what, what's the deal? And, and the university, as Emerson read, is saying, basically, we know, we don't care. It still brought embarrassment and ridicule upon our school and given the circumstances, and you're going to be gone. And from a, a for people that want to look at it from a monetary side, remember the deal this guy signed yeah. was a $95 million deal, which a lot of people looked at anyway and said, why are you signing this guy to a nine, 10-year deal and giving him that much money, you know what? That, that I think that was because a lot that's of, what happens now. <laughs> I and, and I wonder how much more that's going to happen. Jimbo Fisher got the long deal; that's not working out. Obviously, the Mel Tucker deal is gone. I'll be interested to see if those kind of deals still go out the way they're going out now. But bottom line, Mel Tucker left seventy nine million dollars on the table for his actions. I mean. That from a, you know, and I know it's all bigger than money, but my God, it's one of the most famous bag fumblings of all time. Truly. I I, I can't think of one in recent memory as staggering as this. Um, Dad, you mentioned some of the candidates, Richard Johnson over at Sports Illustrated put together a list of some guys. Tell me what you think of some of these names. Mike Elko, the head coach at Duke that we're getting ready to see this weekend. Mark Stoops at Kentucky, I think would be crazy to leave what's been one of the best gigs in college football. Chris Kleiman already came out and said that he is not going to be a candidate for this job. The head coach in Manhattan at Kansas State and Lance Leipold at Kansas also mentioned in there. Dad, to your point, though. He mentions a couple of the coordinators to watch in this one, and we've heard this name going back to week one when Colorado burst on the scene. I'd have to imagine there's going to be a very long phone call to Colorado offensive coordinator Sean Lewis for the work that he's already done with the Buffs out there, spent time as a head coach at Kent State, so has experience as a head coach as well. He's going to be one of the hot names of this cycle, and I'd be stunned if Michigan State's not trying to throw a bunch of money. Why not Dion? Just go for Dion then if you're going to go out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think that one's going to happen right now either. And the other head coaches you mentioned, it's a great job for them if they don't want to go to Michigan State to use it as leverage to get themselves yep. another extension at the school they're at. If you got the leverage, hammer, swing that hammer, get cool. more money. And to your point of why those 10-year deals are going to keep happening, it's because of what you just said and the fact that Jimmy Sexton still exists and walks <laughs> this earth. Coming up next, let's get golden. Give some company for dad on set. Old Bachelor next. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
All right, guys, we're in the heat of the summer and you need a pair of great shades that you don't have to baby. Knockaround Sunglasses is the go-to for quality polarized shades that won't break the bank. Plus, they just released the first set of teams of their official MLB collection, including Red Sox and Yankees. So don't be the person who's squinting into the sun or worried about getting sand on their overpriced sunglasses. Check out knockaround.com for great looking polarized shades starting at just 28 bucks and use the code GOLIC for free shipping on your order. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Mike Golik Jr., Mike Golik Sr., Emerson Lazia. Uh, thanks to our guests here. Uh, it's been a banger of a day around here. J.J. Reddick starting off the show yeah. with us. Will Gray getting us ready for some Ryder Cup. Keegan Bradley coming in and blowing all our minds, talking about ball spin and Matt Jones not being a nut tapper. If you enjoyed <laughs> any of that, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review. Leave us that five-star rating. Check us out on DraftKings YouTube, DraftKingsNetwork.com, Samsung TV Plus, and a bunch of other places now. We're getting in front of more eyeballs. It's been a fun time around here. But guys, why don't we finish this off the way we always do with this, that, and the third. Three quick stories to send you guys off into your day. And let's start off with this. Yesterday, Philadelphia, which we've talked about a lot on this show for various reasons, ranging from the Kelseys to the Eagles, all that. We're also home to some unique experience yesterday at the Phillies Park. A Phillies fan tried to come into a game last night with what they said was a service animal. It was an alligator. According to Sports Radio WIP, a picture of the alligator on a leash outside the stadium has emerged. We've seen a lot of people over the years, guys, especially on planes, try and change up what you can think of as an emotional support animal. I, for one, think they should have let the gator in. This feels discriminatory. No shot. No. Absolutely not. Uh, could you it's imagine? Cute. Could you imagine walking? How about if they walked an alligator when you're on a plane? Said it's an emotional alligator, or came in, or came in with a snake, a rattler that says, you know, that's this is an emotional snake for me. There's so you're discriminating against reptiles. There's been a yes, peacock yes. on a plane. Yes, I am discriminating against those types of animals. Wow, okay. I don't want to be near them. Here's, I don't. Here's the thing, too. Wally has been in the stands for minor league games. Okay, and the Phillies have hosted animals. There's bark in the park and all that stuff. Right. The fact that they're turning Wally away absolutely is so he's already been to games. Don't care, but Don't not care. a big league game. Like this was Wally's first big league game, and you denied him that opportunity, that chance to watch the so best baseball be, players so in the clear, world. And baseball and, gatekeeping yet again. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, right. I don't want him. Listen, he's living a good life. He's eating chicken or Cheetos and chicken legs. Maybe small and, children and, and small dogs no, as well. You <laughs> got a zigzag. You I'm a not zigzag. taking that. Yeah, you got a zigzag. That's exactly right. Because they're quick for the first 10, 20 yards. And, and you I know what? Another thing that they denied, Wally, Topanga, everyone's childhood crush. She threw out the first pitch at the Phillies game last night. Wally wanted to get in there early and watch Topanga go to work on the mound and throw heat. I guarantee you, Tabanga didn't want a picture with Wally. I guarantee oh, you. Oh, yeah, you, you know guarantee that? that? You, you don't, don't know that. that. You, know you don't that. know that. I, I am going to say she did not want a picture with Wally. That's listen, BS. Uh, you don't know anything. Uh, nope, not put happening. It on, put it on the poll. Did Tabanga want a picture with Wally? <laughs> Absolutely I say yes. not. Oh, man, Dad, I, this is a really ugly side of you. I'm a little worried. We lived in Florida, Dad. 
We were around uh, these creatures yeah. all the time. And, and, and exposure like, usually breeds, to breeds tolerance. No. And instead here, it's made you no, a gator bigot. we did live there, and I didn't want I didn't like alligators and snakes then, and I don't like them now. I, I don't, and, and I certainly don't want them near anybody of my kids. When you were, we would live there when you you guys were kids. Man, are you kidding me? You think I wasn't eagle all right. lying all the time with the body of water behind us to make sure there are no gators around? Uh-uh. You guys, no, are sir. Did you know that there is a 27-year-old, seven-foot, 200-pound emotional support alligator, of course, down in Panama City, Florida, named Bubba, and he visits schools year-round every year. That's Bubba. I mean, Bubba. Look, look what a cute name, too. I bet he's got a big toothy smile. He gives I love the name. Listen, grin. I love the names Bubba and Wally, but uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Oh, man. Oh, dude, you know the kids get to learn alligator facts and give the gator a big scaly hug. <laughs> oh, see? You know what, Dad? And you know what? They can learn that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. Those That's are right. the fun facts that you don't get yeah, without Bubba like the Gator the coming to your school. Yeah. Uh-huh. The oh, medulla wow. oblongata. <laughs> uh, Mama is wrong. <laughs> More like the medulla oblongata. Am I right? Oh, anyway, move on. Let's get to that. Move uh, on. Guys, uh, you're both married men who know all about marrying up and finding better, better halves. Damn right. Uh, Emerson, it appears Jordan Montgomery has now joined those ranks with you guys. Yeah, for sure. On the Foul Territory podcast touched on the topic of marrying up and specifically marrying a doctor. Listen to this. Yeah, I got myself a doctor, dude. Money. Yeah, you married you up, to, You dude. have to explain that. Is she blind? No, no. You got a doctor? I got a doctor. I got a, a pretty doctor, too. She's the best. Well, I assume she's pretty because you're a pretty man. But a doctor? <laughs> Do you guys not talk? Oh, we talk all the time. She loves how dumb I am. <laughs> that, that, that's what makes it work. I don't know nothing she's talking about. It was the so, I got myself a doctor dude that yeah. started it off. That, that did it for me. So the Rangers picture, whose nickname is Gumby, by the way, in a way that's fascinating to me. Uh, marrying a doctor here. Dad, this is something yeah. we've lived on the yeah. other side because my sister yeah. Sydney married uh, her husband Ben, who's in med school right now, and routinely has been trying to help him study, go yeah. over flashcards, and been reduced <laughs> to tears by the sheer volume of stuff she does not know about her husband's future profession. So let, let's lay this out, okay? Uh, my daughter, your sister, very athletic, went to Notre Dame on a swimming scholarship, excellent swimmer. Um, Ben, her husband, Ben Broniker is his name. Ben Broniker went to Harvard, oh. played football at Harvard, played for the Bears for five years as a tight end, the Chicago Bears, and is now in med school to be a neurologist. So that's Ben's resume. Third. Sydney's resume <laughs> is, and this is self-admittedly on our Sorry in be Advance careful. Family podcast. Be careful. Oh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. All right, it. He once needed a suppository oh, and God. took it by mouth. Okay. What? Yes. I mean, it makes its yes. way down. Well, yeah, but yeah, suppository, it's all connected. we know the way it's supposed to go in. She took it by mouth and then called the poison control because she wasn't sure what to do because Ben was at class for med school. And she said the poison control lady literally chuckled at her. 
which is something we do daily. That so that's deeply unprofessional, by the I way. I know, I know, I know. You got to have to stay on and do the review yeah, after yeah. and completely one star rating the poison control phone officer but there. What the hell? I got to believe once she heard the chuckle, she figured she was going to be okay. Yeah, because yeah. Probably, probably not going to chuckle if it's a dire situation. It's, it's crazy. Meant to, you're going to die. Exactly. But, it's meant know. to go in your body. It's just a yeah. torpedo that's supposed to go up the but, other way. But she said once Ben got home and she told Ben the story. Story, she said Ben gave her the most disappointed look. It's like when a parent gives the kid, it's like, I'd rather my parent be mad at me than give me the disappointed look. She said, he looks so disappointed in me. And I'm like, I, I bet he did. So you want to talk about marrying up? I married a doctor. That's your, that's your sister. Oh, man. Think about what a wild <laughs> circumstance she arrived in where someone is mad at you for not shoving something up your butt. You know how rare that is in life? That's such a rare moment we, in anyone's life where someone's God. chastising you for not putting something <laughs> yeah. up your butt. That is yeah. a wild we world had we live in. Nut tap, <laughs> nut tapping earlier in the show, and now butt stuff. Wow, this is yeah. <laughs> well, there. You go. Tales old thirsty time. Thursday. Let's <laughs> finish it off with a little Golden Bachelor, guys. The oh. latest installment of the Bachelor franchise begins tonight as 71-year-old Jerry Turner <laughs> gets set to take center stage as The Bachelor on here. He's going to be dating a group of women between the ages of 60 and 75. 22 okay. women for the 71-year-old from Indiana. He is a widower. He was a longtime married man, 43 years before his wife unfortunately fell ill and passed away in 2017. He walks into this with two daughters as well as two granddaughters in this situation. Guys, I'm all the way back in. I had been a huge fan Me of this too. franchise for a long time. I felt like the formula had gotten a little bit stale. My eye had wandered to franchises like Love is Blind. I'm all the way back in, Dad, just to see the dynamic on this show so, with the different age bracket, because usually the cliff between 20-year-olds yeah. and 30-year-olds on the show had felt seismic in terms of what their maturity level was, what they were looking for. I'm fascinated to see why, but what a bunch of 60 to 70-year-olds feel so what, and operate here. What brought you back in is the thought that 60 to 75-year-olds are going to make out publicly. Yeah. I mean, no. Come Listen, on, your, mother, your mother and I are 60 and we still make out. But you know what? We Ooh. don't do it publicly. Okay. We don't do it in front of yeah. cameras. Can you imagine? And can you imagine when we get to the fantasy suite? Yeah. I mean, seriously? And you know what, Mr. G? You and Christine making out 34 years and roughly nine months ago. What did that turn into? This handsome little fella on your screen. Happy birthday again, Gojo. Yes, happy birthday, son. Thanks, wow. guys. I miss my blonde hair badly. <laughs> we'll miss you guys till tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks so much. We'll see you then. Oh, <laughs> God.